Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. I am your host, Scott White, and I am joined once again by my good friend, Will Fordyce. Tip of the hat. Hello. Thank you for being with us, Will. And we are doing a special Thanksgiving episode. Thanksgiving episode. episode. Yes. For those of you who don't know, Dan Aykroyd had a short-lived sitcom in the middle of the 90s called Soul Man, where he played a hep, a hep cat priest. Well, the spin. The reason I got a little excited about this one is um, in advance is because he was on a Home Improvement episode, which I believe spawned this uh, series. You are absolutely correct. Yes, he did a cameo with Tim Allen, and it spun off because this sitcom actually takes place in Michigan. Oh. It takes place in Royal Oak, Michigan, not far from where I was born and grew up, so mm-hmm. I know that area. It wasn't filmed there, but that's where it takes place in the world of Soul Man. I did look it up because I was like, ah, you know, I, I liked that episode of Home, Home Improvement was a good show, I thought. Um, I liked Home Improvement, yeah. Season 7, Episode 8. And I did that research very quickly just before this podcast. And we are looking at the Thanksgiving episode, Three Priests and a Baby. Very interesting episode i've never seen other than the home improvement episode i have not seen soul man and um it was uh, i looked this up as well it was 25 episodes of uh the sitcom yes i did an episode if you are anybody interested listening to this i did a podcast on the very first episode of soul man and it was really weird you said it was 26 episodes i think 25 25. So the first season was only three episodes. And then the second season must have been the 22 or whatever. Yeah. And the first season didn't have Anthony Clark in it. Uh, For those of you who don't know, Anthony Clark was a comedian. I guess he's best known for The Husband on Yes, Dear. That Um, was a sitcom that ran for quite a few few years. He did. I liked him better in Yes, Dear than I did this particular. I mean, he was still getting up, but I, I did enjoy that series as well. And he was actually added, so he wasn't in the first three episodes. I get he oh. wasn't in the first season, so <laughs> he was added in the second season. I guess it's not a good sign when you jump the shark after only three episodes <laughs> and you're adding new characters because the house there's a housekeeper in this episode too. We're going to go through the episode, so if you feel lost right now, don't worry about it. We're going to go through the episode. We're going to explain the characters. But there is an old English housekeeper or Scottish or something a housekeeper, and she wasn't in the first season as well. So she hmm. she must have been added in the second. Vaguest memory, the first memory I have of this TV show was Howard Stern making fun of it on his radio show. I was living at Michigan at the time when this came out, and a, a radio station recently got Howard Stern. And one of the first episodes I remember of listening to Howard Stern was... He was just making fun of how bad this sitcom was. Yeah. It is, it's, it is, and it was a bad show, from, just from the couple episodes I saw. So let's just get into it. First of all, the title, Three Priests and a Baby, obviously a play on Three Men and a Baby, mm-hmm. but it doesn't make sense with the episode. If you get a title like that, you're thinking it's okay, it's going to be three priests who are going to take care of a yep. baby. Yep. And it is nothing like that. It is totally, the, no. the title is totally false advertising. This took a, I didn't even know the title of the episode. I just dove in. I was like, okay, this is what we're doing. And I, I was, uh, it, it took a turn. It was very interesting. It starts off, so Dan Aykroyd is this hip priest. 
is he a pre? I thought priests couldn't get married because he is actually a widower. This was back when, like in the '90s, was the heyday of widowers, like Full House, <laughs> and, and I know there was a couple others. They escape me right now, but it was just like it was the heyday of hey, mom's Single dead. Dad. Single dad, mom's dead, left with the family to raise. And this is what happened. So he has four kids. He's a widower. But I always thought priests who were associated with Catholic, I thought they could not get married. They took a vow of celibacy. Oh. They can't be Catholic priests. But the title says three priests and a baby. Now, I grew up Lutheran, and I went to church, and we had a minister, and he was Mm -hmm. married with kids. So I know some religions like Lutheran and Methodists, I believe they can get married. And maybe if you watched it from the beginning, you'd have a better handle on what religion he was. And maybe they didn't want to have a specific religion because they didn't want to offend a specific religion. Yeah. Because it is kind well, of a the wacky... White, the white collar. Isn't that I- iconic of... Of priests, yeah. So Dan Aykroyd is a widowed man of the cloth... With four kids, uh, Anthony Clark is his assistant man of the cloth, who's... But hangs out at his house all the time? Hangs out at his house all the time. And then there's an old... And then there's a deacon. So I don't even know. And I'm not big... I'm not a big religious guy, so deacon. So there's an older deacon. So I guess mm-hmm. those are the three priests that we're talking about in this episode. Because the, the guy I mistakenly thought was Bill Murray's brother, and forgive me I, for not I, You know what, name. Will? I, it, Brian Doyle Murray. I thought the exact same thing. I thought that was Brian Doyle Murray as well. And the, yeah, it was right during the credits when there was that quick cut, or the the theme song and stuff, and I was like, oh, he's in it too. That makes sense. You know, but It, it would have made sense, but it wasn't him. No, it was a guy that yeah. looks much like him. Especially with the quick cuts. Um, but they... So you mentioned they started off at like breakfast and the, in this particular scene, they're eating and they're kind of just having a family sit down and Anthony, Anthony Clark's there. You know, I guess he works out of his office in the house as well. That's but, what it uh, looked like. It looks like Dan Aykroyd's office is in the house and Anthony Clark is working out of that office with Dan Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. And it the I guess at least with this cold open, I don't know if they filmed it a few times. Um, or if it was like early in the day, but he he seemed a little stilted in the very first scene, and I was worried at the beginning. But he he loosened up a little bit. But this particular first scene was like it was a little like sitcom. Are, are you talking point. about Anthony Clark? No, I, or I Dan, Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. Okay, um, I think Anthony Clark was a little extra scene chewy, a little extra. You know, he was a little not much in this, but he he put the ham on. So yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. So they're having breakfast, and it's the typical... There's nothing original about this sitcom at all. It mm-hmm. is all by the numbers. It's nothing original. <laughs> it's Thanksgiving. They're priests. They're trying to get a food drive, dr- food drive together. And he has four kids, and they all need to go, Dad, I need a ride here. Dad, I need a ride here. Well, I'm busy. Can you do this? And I'm busy. And can you drive them there? And while all this is happening, like I said, his housekeeper walks in. Mm-hmm. And there's a running gag, which I guess has been set up in earlier episodes, where Anthony Clark thinks she is a witch. Yeah, I tried to watch half of another episode, but I didn't make it through it um, to see if that was just a running gag or if it was just like Halloween just passed. So let's make this joke a few times. 
Uh, or a Wiccan, as he, yeah, I'm not a witch, I'm a Wiccan, or whatever it was. Yeah. So yeah, there was a running <laughs> gag where where he thought that she she was a witch, really, but he was just making making jokes about it. Hammy, and hammy jokes. Hammy, hammy jokes. Yeah, that's basically the cold opening where everything's chaos. You know, the kids, I don't have enough time in the day for my yeah. kids. I got to do this and I got to do that. So that's the setup of the scene. It's Thanksgiving. It's the holidays. Everybody's busy. The kids are feeling neglected. One, one child in, in particular is feeling neglected. Well, yeah, somebody has to go to karate, so that moves his schedule to where he has to move the other kid. And then they have to meet the, I think they said bishop. Um, so they couldn't drive the the middle, not the middle kid, but yeah, the older middle kid. Because um, he is an oldest, he has the, the one after that, he has a daughter, and then the really young kid. So everybody gets shuffled around except the... I guess the middle-ish kid. Second and of course, and the middle-ish kid out. is the kid that's causing all the trouble. Yeah. The the Jan Brady syndrome, if you will. <laughs> then we have the opening credits, and it's Dan Aykroyd just dancing to Soul Man through a church. And if you watch the... And then there's scenes, they have inserted Anthony Clark on the spotlight. So the opening credit for the first season was just Dan Aykroyd dancing through the church. They've added Anthony Clark, so they have to add Anthony Clark to the opening credits. And then the scene takes up. We're in Dan Aykroyd's office where he... It's an odd scene. He's drumming. And Anthony Clark is trying to get his attention. He's like, you know, father, father, or, you know, whatever his name was, you know. But Dan Aykroyd doesn't have his headphones on. And it's just awkward. He's like, yeah, it's... Yeah, and some of these jokes are very, like, sitcom-y. Oh, they're all sitcom-y. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. No, it is setup joke sitcomy punchline. There is one joke in here and when we get to it that made me chuckle. But Dan Aykroyd I wonder if it yeah. <laughs> I wonder is, if it's the same joke we have. We'll see we'll see if it's the same joke. Dan Aykroyd is bringing in his blues character. So he's he's this hip priest that likes blues music. He's wearing a James Brown t-shirt. So that's probably a little nod, you know, that's a nod to the Blues Brothers and his friendship with James Brown. Ooh, before I forget, he also had a nod to Dragnet in this, which is a podcast oh, he we did. did together. Yeah, the uh, we'll get to it, but it's okay. a little later. Oh no, sorry, it was another episode. Excuse me. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd has all these blues CDs, and mm-hmm. then they make the same joke, like this, you know, the country joke. Yeah, you know, I lost my truck, I lost my car. I'm they, in prison. My wife. I'm is in blah, prison. Blah, blah. They make the same joke. They just take out country and put blues in. It's just a standard country joke that they've just stolen. Like people have stole. It's like ironic. People have stolen the blues music. They <laughs> they actually stole a, a country joke and gave it to the blues to the blues guys. Hey, what's with this music? Haven't you got any slamming Christian rock? No, but I got Slim Whitman doing Ave Maria. Yeah, I have that too. How can you find anything up here? What do you mean? My CDs are organized very specifically. Like, take Delta Blues. Okay, they're subdivided in categories. Guys who are in prison. Guys who are in prison whose women have left them. Guys who never went to prison whose dogs died. Oh yeah, the the opening of this scene, the speaking of like continuing with the stilted jokes... Um, the, the one joke that they opened with on the scene was, Father, I got the baskets for you. Um, I got them from the shop. They wanted $2, but I got them down from, to 180 And he was like, 
well, what I meant was go get the baskets from the church and then cue laugh track. And then the housekeeper comes in. And this is really weird. It is really weird. And she says, I want to cook you a traditional Thanksgiving dinner. He's like, thank you. She's like, I'm going to be joining you along with my friend. And he's like, it's the holidays. That's fine. And then she's like, well, my friend's going to be staying here. And that's the part where it's like, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah, wait, what? If you had any kind of relationship, I know it's, once again, it's sitcom. He's like, what? But if you had any kind of relationship with an employer, can my friend stay here? Yep. <laughs> and that cuz once again there's a there's a terrible joke about would you turn her away from the inn? Mm-hmm. And he's like, "No, I'm sure there's plenty of room at the inn. Why can't she stay there?" Yeah. You know, doing yuck, the Yuck yuck yuck. <laughs> and he agrees because cuz he's a good guy. He's oh, a good guy and random lady let some random lady come I've never met sleep with my kids. And then there's um they make another witch joke here about that witch lady or Wiccan lady. That's uh, why she can't. Yeah. That's why your friend can't stay with her right. because she has cats and her friend is afraid of cats. And Anthony Clark is like, are you sure they're all cats or they might be guys they dated? You know, she dated her. And then she said, I heard that. And then they both look at each other and Dan Aykroyd tells Anthony Clark, you be careful or we'll be calling you whiskers. Q laugh track. Q laughed. And it's not, it is even, not only are the jokes lame, but it's just like, it's delivered with who gives a shit. You said Anthony Clark was a little bit hammy, and I agree. But I think he needed to. People make fun of how William Shatner acts. Mm-hmm. But he said there were times in a scene where everybody was just so dead. It's like, I've got to try to pull some energy into this scene. So that's mm-hmm. when he would go over the top. And I feel that might be what Anthony Clark was doing here. It's like everybody is a sort of this mundane, and he's like, "Come on, people, we're doing jokes here." Okay, that makes a. And you said he was he a stand up or just a comedian, like a he is a stand up. He was. I I actually I I met him a long long time ago here in Houston. He played the last stop here years ago. So the woman shows up, and it's it's Donna Dixon, Dan Aykroyd's real life wife at the time, Mm -hmm. and she's pregnant. Yeah. Dun, bum, bum. But it's just like she walks up and Dan Aykroyd's like, "Ooga, what are you, we look at this? It's like, yeah. it's like, okay, so this priest is ogling this woman. And I, and if you see an attractive woman, fine. But he's like, hey, come over here. Take a look. And look at look. this. She's so, and then the reveal, she turns around. Pregnant. Cue the laugh track. Cue the laugh track. Nobody would ever, no one would be laughing at all at, at any of these jokes. Uh, except for the one except um, for the one and it was just like okay that was, it wasn't more of a laugh when we get it was like oh, okay as a clever joke yeah <laughs> the because they're looking at the files in there and i guess the anthony clark's character todd was um looking at his file at the beginning of the scene and he opens it up and he's like uh, or dane Aykroyd takes it from him and he's like did you look in it and he's like no i wasn't doing anything he's, he opens it up for him he's like todd don't be a snoop and then, you know, that's the, he's like, I read that last week. And it's like, oh, okay. So she's pregnant. Donna Dixon is there and she's pregnant. You know, he's like, so is your husband coming? And no, I, you know, the father of the baby, Roger, the, Roger, the father of the baby. So here's the thing. She's pregnant. Roger has no idea. She broke up with him. 
and Roger has no idea that she's pregnant, what, which think, is an incredibly months? shitty thing to do. Yeah, it's like okay, I bro, I'm not telling you that I'm carrying your child. He has no idea. That is a horrible thing to do to a person. Yep. She has no idea how he. It's like, well, he probably. She's. They're insinuating that he's a workaholic, and he probably wouldn't even wouldn't even want to have the child. That that's just their assumption. They have no idea how he would really feel about about having a baby. Also, yeah, workaholic, especially if you're having a baby. You know, wouldn't you want somebody that's employed and it's working? Very funny. It's like it's that meme or that uh, whatever that's going around now about Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. It's like Giselle's divorcing him because he wants to work. Jesus Christ, the guy can't do anything. It's yeah. like, <laughs> um, I did. But think that's when all I, we get. Oh. So we don't get that he's a bad guy. We don't get that he abused her. No, nope. it was like, oh, he was a workaholic. Well, you know, that's deal breaker. That's the deal he's breaker. Employed. That, that gives you grounds to hide his child from him. I thought the trajectory for this episode, um, when I first saw it, I I thought there was going to be like a. You know, the the guest is coming over. When she first turned around, I was like, oh, she's going to have a baby at the house or at the church. I was wrong. The ending of this episode is like the ending of the pilot episode. And I'll talk about that when we get there. And, and of course, they hit it off. Oh, you like the blues? I like the blues. I love the blues. And his daughter comes in and she's good with his daughter. And I like her. And... And then the middle, and then of course the middle-aged son cutting the middle-aged. The middle, yeah. The forty-five-year-old the, the son came in. Dad, I'm back from the. Dad, I want to go to the movies. <laughs> the middle son comes in and wants to go to the movies. And it's like I can't. I'm busy. This is so and so. And then of course he embarrasses him. It's like Dad, you can't stay in my room. You snore and drool. Cue laugh track. Waka waka waka. Yeah. <laughs> and then and we that's are the end at of that scene, right? And that's the end of act 1. Then we come back and the three priests are setting up the hall. So they're doing a food drive for Thanksgiving. So they're setting up the basement of the church for this food drive. And Dan Aykroyd's wearing cologne. He's trying to impress He's trying to impress this pregnant woman. And the bishop like has a very strong opinion. He's, Which is, I know, think, the proper. I so. think that is proper. I think he's yeah. like, don't rush cool, into it. Cool your it. pants, buddy. Yeah, yeah. And Dan Aykroyd's like, oh no, I don't want to date her. I just like, you know, I just like being around her. Uh, okay. Yeah, but Anthony Clark and the bishop, or the deacon, whoever, it's like, you know, you know, oh, yeah. slow your roll. Or Anthony <laughs> Clark gives a lot of barnyard, and Dan Aykroyd's like, can you stop with the barnyard analogies, please? And he gives yeah. one more and. This is my favorite joke. I don't know which one was yours, but the the it was the setups with the yeah the barnyard analogies, and he was like, "No more barnyard analogies." And he's like, "Well, you're gonna be like a horse with the blinders on," and he he was like, "I, I told you," and he was like, ah, "That's a racetrack analogy." So I was uh, like, eh, "All right." <laughs> no, my mine come uh, mine comes a little bit later, and and what was the they they had the because the. Cause the the housekeeper, as you said, the, she's there at the church as well. I guess she's kind of like an assistant. She's helping as well. as well. And then we have another witch joke. She's like, she goes, "I'm gonna go. I I can't stay. I have to go behead a chicken." Yeah. And you you know what the and then Anthony oh we're having chicken for dinner and she's like no pot roast 
<laughs> if somebody says I'm beheading a chicken, you're f- it's we're not in the country. <laughs> Nobody's beheading a chicken in downtown Royal Oak, Michigan, yeah. unless you're a butcher. Yeah, uh, and 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 I mean that's not even going to happen. It's a, but we get yeah, so we get another witch joke and waka 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 witcha. And then yeah, then the conversation happens about slow your roll. And what else? Ha- the and then they're se- they're just and, setting and, up for the thing. And then that's it. Then we go yeah. back to the house, mm-hmm. and and Dan Aykroyd is woken up. From, oh, here's where my favorite joke comes. They're setting the table, the kids, and they're talking about Donna Dixon and how the kids really like, like her. Me. And the littlest one goes, "But there's something wrong with her tummy." And the little girl goes, "She has a baby in there." And it's like, "Oh, she ate a baby." Like the most generic. I yeah. see this joke coming down mainstream mm-hmm. joke ever. <laughs> That's not the joke, though. But the little one goes, do you think daddy will marry her? And the oldest goes, dad's not going to marry a woman pregnant with another man's baby. And the little girl goes, well, Joseph did. I'm like, oh. okay. I like, that's, a, that's, a, that's a zing. That's a clever joke. And that was the joke. It was like, well, okay, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> And it's within context, and it's and with, it's in you know. within context, and and I'm not like I said I've said this on other podcasts. I'm not a really big child actor person. Mm-hmm. The little girl and the little boy weren't too annoying, but the oldest kid we don't see him. He's hardly in this, so you can't get a, yeah. you can't get a, a, a beat on him one way or another with this episode. But the middle kid who this episode is centered around, I didn't like. He was yeah. There was a it was almost a home improvement ish. Exactly, like Jonathan yeah. Taylor Thomas energy. Since this is a spinoff of Home Improvement, yeah. that might be exactly what it was. But Dan Aykroyd comes down. He's like, oh, we got to get to the church. The middle kid comes in. He's like, Dad, you were supposed to pick me up. <laughs> and Dan Aykroyd goes, I sent Todd. I sent Anthony Clark to pick you up. I didn't see him. He's like, he drove the church bus. Yeah. How could you miss him? So the little kid is upset. That his dad didn't pick him up. And then Anthony Clark comes in. He's like, where were you? I was worried. And blada, blada, blada. Yeah. And, well, the, and also the thing is, before they left for the church, Dan Aykroyd and the other kids, he was like, okay, let's go. And just, hey, you need a change. And then they just leave. So they leave him there. And he's just sitting on the couch, like all by himself, right when Anthony Clark comes in. Anthony Clark, like, your dad's just tired. And the little boy goes, well, I mean, he should be. Or, or he, he starts the rumor. He, he says that, oh, well, Donna Dixon was in his bed. Yeah. And he doesn't mention that she was in the bed alone. He doesn't mm-hmm. mention that. And then Anthony Clark is like turns into an 80-year-old gossip. Oh, <laughs> what are you saying? I've said too much. I've said to, and the kid, and now the kid realizes, you see his shifty eyes. He's like, yeah, okay, I'm going to fuck with dad. He's messing with me. I'm going to mess with him. I'm going to start a rumor that will cast doubt on his credibility and maybe get him fired from his job. This, that's what this kid is doing. Uh, to be and he's, he's not naive. He knows. He knows better. And now, once again, this is a sitcom where Anthony Clark is like, ooh. But in mm-hmm. real life, if somebody said that to you, you'd go up to him and it's like, in private and go, I hear you're sleeping with it. You can't. You're a you're a priest, you're a father, yeah. you're a deacon, whatever you are. You can't be sleeping with a woman, uh, you know, out of wedlock, yada, yada, yada. That's what 
one colleague would do to another colleague in this situation, I believe. But he doesn't do that. with each other. Good colleagues would do that with each other. He starts like, I mean, they they cut to, we go back to the basement. Yeah. uh, Where the, the drive is being done. And he starts spreading that pretty quick. And, of course, it's the old telephone game. Yeah. Oh, he's sleeping with her? Oh, that's his baby? Through all the rumors, it it comes out that the that's his love child. That's Dan Aykroyd's love child that Donna Dixon is carrying. And he comes in all happy and kind of stretching. And it's that wonderful, like, dramatic irony of he says one thing, everybody takes it as another, and it works for both situations. Right, yeah. Everybody misconstrues. He talks to Anthony Clark. Anthony Clark tells him what his son said. I know what you're doing. And the son leaves, and Dan Aykroyd follows him to the house. And they have the... And once again, they have the standard heart-to-heart talk. They have, you know, a couple of jokes. And then, you know, I'm feeling neglected. He's like, maybe I am neglecting you, but when you were born, you were like... I love you. I love you. I remember seeing you. pissed in my eye? Yeah. He goes, yeah, he, he does a joke about peeing in his face. And while all this is happening, Donna Dixon is eavesdropping on the conversation. And listening. she loves it because he's she a loves good it. dad. She's, she's holding her hand over her heart. Oh, my goodness. I want this for my child because that's what happens. Yeah. Now, here's something that I don't know if you noticed this. So we cut to Donna Dixon. She's on the phone with her ex-boyfriend. And they're going to try to get back together. And Dan Aykroyd is eavesdropping on this conversation. Mm-hmm. And at the end, Donna Dixon, she was acting fine during the rest of the episode, but for this last scene, she just seems to be very breathy when she's <laughs> acting. Oh, yes, I was told about, and I wanted to go back to Roger. Uh, sort of Marilyn Monroe-ish. <laughs> it was like, it's just so odd. It didn't, ma- it didn't match her acting from the rest of the episode. But this final scene, she's just very breathy and very enunciating like oh i need to i i heard what you said to your son and i want that for my child so what is she doing i'm going back to my workaholic husband yes yeah to tell him i have i'm about to have his baby and she doesn't even tell him on the phone she's like yeah when you see me i'm gonna i I changed a little it was a little different but i thought it was more of a like infatuated or like, she was really into her husband, and love rekindled in her heart because she watched Dan Aykroyd talk to the son. Yeah, and so, they, you know, they say their goodbyes. And, and this Anthony was a Cl- very weird goodbye. Yeah, so Anthony Clark and a couple of the church parishioners are spying on them, because that's what mm-hmm. you do. You spy on people. Dan Aykroyd's like, how long have they been spying on us? And Diana Dix is like, for a while, do you want to give them? And she lays this giant, big kiss on him. Do you have the feeling that we're not alone? I have no doubt as to the existence of a supreme being. I'm talking about the people at the fence. How long have they been there? A while. Do you want to give them something to talk about? What what did you have in mind? This. Oh. Right and before what, she goes back to her hu- her, her fiancé. That, like, bothered me probably the most about the episode. Because, yeah, you just rekindle and fall back in love with your baby daddy. And 
you're like, okay, I'm going to make out with it. They didn't make out, but they, they kissed each other very, you know, intently. Well, she kissed him very intently. And he turns into, what do you want to do, 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 and, and she kisses him, and... <laughs> And I guess all three, uh, you know, all three of these people behind the fence were standing on garbage cans, and the garbage cans fell over. Oh no! But that, that her kiss isn't going to help anything. That, no, that's just reconfirming the rumors. It, exactly. Thanks, stranger. I just met for one day. Let me yeah. ruin your life. Between her and her son, how is he keep? <laughs> how is he keeping this job? Yeah. Forgiveness. I don't know. No, this is a church. What's that have to do with forgiveness? Oh, um, <laughs> this just turned into a different podcast. <laughs> no. Then we get the then we get the post, you know. Then we get the credit scenes where they're all sitting down to Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. A traditional, wonderful, a traditional dinner. Thanksgiving dinner prepared by the housekeeper, and she prepared haggis, perfect haggis, <laughs> sheep stomach stuffed with ground organs and oatmeal. Mm-hmm. And that's the joke. Mm-mm-mm. And oh no, the joke. The they um they stand up and they're like, "Good thing about what is it? Where whatever city they're in? Royal Oak, Michigan. Yeah, yeah." And they're like, "The Chinese restaurants open. Yay! Yay! Blackout. Black. You know. Q laugh track. And Q <laughs> laugh track. And that was three priests and a baby. The Thanksgiving episode of Soul Man. It's just as bland as an overcooked mm. turkey." <laughs> So I'll say this. (laughs) I will say this. I recently bought the box set of Coach, Mm -hmm. a television show that I liked. And Coach, I was also, it's a standard sitcom. I would say like 80 to 85% of the jokes are telegraphed and I can see them coming. Just like this episode. However, the chemistry between the actors... And just how they get along makes me the, enjoy like this. Even chemistry. though I know what's going on, and even though I, I, I get you know I see the jokes coming, just the chemistry and how they interact with each other makes me enjoy the show. There was none of that in this episode for me, at least. There was none of that. No, there. No, I, I didn't. There was definitely like when I was watching it, it was uh, sludging through some some mud to get through the episode. It it was begrudgingly. I was like, okay. I made all those Tom Hank jokes in the last podcast, so this is my punishment. Yeah. Well, you still have Caddyshack, too. We gotta no, get no, to. no, no. <laughs> We're still doing that, yeah. <laughs> but this was not... It was... It wasn't good. It was... It was... And I, it was blah. Which I think is worse than being bad. Because if, if something's bad... It's like yeah. you can at least talk about that and at least enjoy it on a bad level. This was just middle of the road blah. Nothing. Well, just I think you put it perfect. It's like just kind of like the bland turkey. It's it's yeah. not on either side. It it's just like like I I don't mind sitcoms. We were talking about Home Improvement and you were talking about Coach. So sitcoms, you know, work for us to a degree, but yeah, this one yeah. was just kind of like this there's one a reason it only got to yeah, it's episodes. a reason it only lasted. It's a reason why Howard Stern was making fun of it on the air. <laughs> oh, oh, so the like I said, like I was going to say, so the end of this episode is Dan Aykroyd has a crush on Donna Dixon and she leaves. That's exactly how the first episode ended. Uh, a woman reporter came to interview him and he got a crush on her and she left. 
So I wasn't quite surprised when she... I mean, I knew there had to be a way. I, I, I kind of knew she was going to go back to her fiancé. I don't think a show would work if we introduced a mother character, at least Middle, this early yeah. in the show. And I and like I said, I already saw it done in the first episode, so I wasn't surprised that it happened again. I wonder if that's the consistent through line in the episode. Is every episode, a new woman comes into his life and disappears. Uh, I, I really couldn't. I mean, if it did, I could see that. I mean, that would wear thin really quickly. <laughs> by episode um, two. <laughs> by episode two, yeah. I'm not going to recommend this episode. I haven't seen the other episodes along with you, except for the pilot. So I can't really not recommend those since I didn't see them. However, if you take this episode and just extrapolate it, I doubt any other episodes are going to be as funny as this episode, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and there was, I mean, like I said, in the half of the other episode I watched, um, uh, they touched on the the like missing mother again, and then uh, they, anyway, they had a Dragnet reference where he was watching Dragnet, and he was like, "Oh, they canceled it," and so he was upset. <laughs> so, but it yeah, it, it didn't it didn't seem too different. It seemed that still that same kind of like okay, this is stuff's a, happening. This is a safe. This is a safe sitcom. I mean, it's free on YouTube, and now the algorithm yeah, all the all the episodes it. are free on YouTube. And apparently there's one episode where he meets Big Bird. But yeah, these episodes are on YouTube. They're nothing special. Your heart rate is not going to be affected at all. Let me say that. <laughs> While watching it. You're boop, boop, boop. That's how it's going to be. It's not going to go up. It's not going to go down. It's just going to be It's just going to be a steady beat <laughs> through this whole thing. Through through this episode. So I did learn one thing from this. What's that? Um, the term eavesdropping. I always thought it was eavesdropping. Like easement, but apparently it's like a roof. Well, now and, and now you know. So <laughs> cue the and, laugh track. And yeah, and knowing is half the battle. Ba ba ba, soul man. All right. So, Will, uh, do you want to promote anything? You want? Um, I I mean, you could always email me at www.will.com at gmail.com, and then I'm on Instagram gnome on the go and it has periods in between each word. So I just realized, and we mm -hmm. did the Dan act, we did the Coneheads cartoon, which was supposed to be a sitcom as well. So we've done two shitty Dan Aykroyd sitcom <laughs> episodes. <it> stop. <laughs> I think that's it. I don't, I think he's done guest appearances on. Other I mean, ones. we have this whole series to get through, right? Yeah. We're going to do each episode. <laughs> if it comes no. to that, if it comes to that, we will do each episode. Okay. All right, uh, I want to thank my guest, Will. Thank you for doing this, Will. And we'll see everybody here next time on the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. The Dan Aykroyd Podcast. Podcast. The Dan Aykroyd Podcast. <laughs> All right, thanks, man. Bye. See ya. To support this podcast, please go to www.patreon.com slash Scott White and give what you're able. If you're listening on iTunes, please give a review. That should help people find this podcast. And no matter what services you use to listen, please leave feedback. We always want to improve. Thank you for listening to the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. Todd, you're welcome to join us at the grown-ups table. Nah, Thanksgiving dinner doesn't taste good unless I'm at the kids' table. <laughs> well, we sure have a lot to be thankful to God for. Our many blessings, and I, for one, am very thankful that on this special day I get to spend it with the people who mean the most to me. Oh, cheers. 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 Mm.
and uh, I'm thankful that my wife was kind enough not to force me to go to her sister's in Toledo. What that woman does to a turkey. Turkey! Here you go. And we can all be thankful for the beautiful Thanksgiving meal which we are about to partake in. A meal which doesn't look much like turkey. No, it's haggis. Um, what, what is haggis? Sheep stomach stuffed with ground organ meat and oatmeal. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and let us all give thanks that in Royal Oak, Michigan, on Thanksgiving Day, Mr. Wing Shanghai takeout is open! has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast. Dad is not going to marry a woman who's having someone else's baby. Joseph did. <laughs>